As a thankful recipient of many, many skincare products over the years, I've learned to discern what is naturally actually activating my skin to rebalance and recalibrate on its own. That's what your skin is meant to be doing, and it keeps getting disrupted by all these choices that we make. So, when the founder and creator of Herbal Face Food reached out to me, I was all ears. I didn't know why at first. It turns out that Herbal Face Food is the most potent antioxidant skincare line on the market today, period. The raw plant ingredients in each of their products are never processed, never manipulated with synthetics or emulsifiers. These anti-aging botanicals are combined with the most precious plant concentrates, and they have changed my skin. Here's how. I'm going to talk about two of the products, the Herbal Face Food Serums and the Cream. The serums contain powerful phytoenzymes and antioxidants. These are activated and infused into your tissues. They hydrate and increase the resiliency of your skin, and they feel like they're plumping up your face. I use Serum 1 daily. I use Serum 2 when I'm tired and I need extra firming for my skin. And I use the X, which is also known as the Cure, for a small patch of rosacea that flares up every now and again, which you cannot see because of these products. When you feed your skin with herbal face food, you will feel real live ingredients at work. An activating flush, an invigorating tingle, some warmth, all of these are evidence of your skin healing at the cellular level and years of damage reversing. The cream is the most potent moisturizer I've ever tried, and I've tried them all. I live in the high desert. This cream contains 102 of the world's most powerful anti-aging botanicals and is also the world's first and only edible SPF <laughs> with a protection rating of SPF 50+. Plus. And this is accomplished 100% by plant power. And you can expect intense hydration, soothing for your tired skin. You can expect to see inflammation calmed and rebuilding of elasticity so your complexion looks and feels more smooth, and more radiant. Herbal face food is not plant-based. It's plant-powered. It has the highest rating on the ORAC anti-aging scale. ORAC means oxygen radical absorbance capacity. I never knew what that meant before. Highest, over 30 million on that scale. By contrast, vitamin C in skincare rates under 100,000. Herbal face food is using all post-consumer recycled materials and packaging. They use glass and aluminum, which is super easy to recycle as well. The products and packaging are 99% free of plastics. They contain no ingredients that involve the destruction or harm of any plant, animal, or marine life. These are 100% plants only, these products. These active concentrates are coming from the seeds, the fruits, the leaves, or the flowers of the plants only. These products have been a complete revolution for me. I know that you will love the way your skin looks and feels after using it even for just a day or two. And the best part is that Herbal Face Food has offered us, you, my community, a code to receive 20% off forever, ever. The code is capital E-L-E-N-A 20. Once again, that's my name in all caps, ELENA2020. The site is herbalfacefood.com. The code is all caps ELENA20. It's not just your first purchase, it's any purchase. You will love these products, and I am so grateful 
herbal face food for the change that you have made in my life. Thank you. Welcome to the Practice You podcast. My name is Elena Brower. Together, we'll explore and enjoy content and conversations around mastering transitions. In our relations, our wellness, our careers, our families, and especially in our missions and visions. You are invited to learn and love and listen with me. Welcome to Practice You. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have the great pleasure of interviewing one of my heroes all the way across the world, Melissa Ambrosini. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Oh, what a beautiful intro. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you, darling. Oh, man. It's a great treat. We are um, both of us in one of the best communities I've ever found in the world of doTERRA. Melissa, what rank are you now? We are Blue Diamond and... Yes, we love it. And and like you said, one of the most beautiful communities of people there is. It's just the best. Well, I'm super excited about this. Um, how long have you been at that rank? For about a year. And yeah, we we really felt like we didn't want to rush the next process. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to push. We didn't want to, we really wanted it to feel really good for both of us and yeah. for us to come to a place where we were like, yep, let's do this within ourselves. Not because, you know, we felt like our egos were like, okay, we got to go. We, we, we wanted it to feel really good for both of us. So mm. we kind of took that pressure off and just said, yeah, let's do this when it feels really good. Perfect. Very smart. I want to share with my listener what else you're made of. Melissa is a best-selling author. She she's written two books so far. First one is called Mastering Your Mean Girl, which had a pretty serious impact on me, I have to say. Uh, I've since given it away twice, so I don't even have a copy here, which is slightly <laughs> embarrassing, but the right thing. Uh, your second book was called Open Wide, also a really beautiful book. And Third is in the works. You yes. host your own podcast, The Melissa Ambrosini Show, number one in Australia. Is that true? Yes, it's uh, one of my greatest joys and creative <laughs> expressions. I just love doing it so much. Same. Such a nice way to reach out and share what you love with people. You're also a motivational speaker. You call yourself a self love teacher, which I really appreciate as well. Your message, though, is I think what touches my heart the most. You have three lines. Love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Mm. And I think for the people who are listening who might not know you yet, because this is you know so United States-based, I really feel proud to know you because these are things that no one else is saying in quite such a direct way. And it's important for us to be having these conversations. You don't have to be afraid to call love sexy, nor to call healthy 
liberating. I certainly, in my five years of sobriety, have learned that above all. And I also feel like wealthy is definitely not a dirty word because wealth is coming in all aspects, in all forms to those who commit and do the work, no matter what business you're in. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Mm, yes, you're so welcome. And it's fun. These are things that I love talking about. So I'm so excited to dive in with you today. The um, the love sexy part, I, I have to say in reading both Mastering Your Mean Girl, but then especially in Open Wide, I just got to say the relationship that you have with your man is a complete turn on for so many of us. It really is. No, I'm serious. It's I'm not I'm not mincing my words because I know that I don't have to with you and the way that you are with each other. I can feel that it's the real thing. First of all, I can see that it's legitimately work that you put in to have that with each other. I know that there's history similar to mine where you're both coming from other relationships and you are now stepmom to Nick's son, who's now how old? 13. My God. Yeah. I have a 13 year old in my house too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. It's, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. It's the best. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it's made me do? It's made me remember myself at 13 recently mm. and how awkward I felt mm. and how out of out of the main uh, scene I was personally. He's so much cooler than I was, <laughs> I think, as far as I can see. But it really has made me appreciate the life that we, you and I, have chosen for ourselves where it really is all about uh, a healing mission and an inclusive uh, conversation. So that's a fun one. And, and I also want to say thank you because your the work that you guys do together, you do make it look really beautiful, I have to say, and uh, at times dauntingly so, but it really is an inspiration to so many of us. I know this. Oh, thank you so much. And yeah, he is my soulmate, my twin flame, like whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it. He is my one. And like you said, he had a practice marriage before and he, it, you know, it shaped him into the man that he is today. And he's very grateful for that. And I'm grateful for all of my past relationships too, because it's made me the woman that I am today. And like you said, it's work and we are so deeply committed to our own individual growth and to the growth of our relationship. And we are constantly having these conversations where we go, okay, we need to up level now. And we need to, we need to shift something. We need to go a different route. We need to up level. And I feel so incredibly grateful that I can have that very open dialogue with him um, you know, we practice what I talk about in my book, CCC, which is crystal clear communication. And yeah. that has changed my relationships, especially my relationship with him. And, you know, he always says the divine feminine always challenges the divine masculine to rise up. And sometimes he'll look at me and he's like, God, you know, like, the divine feminine. Oh my gosh. Like, give me a break. And I'm like, I'm just, totally. I'm just doing what you said. Like, I'm just doing what you said right. the divine feminine does, which is 
you know, calls their masculine to rise and to step up and, you know, in the moment sometimes he'll be like, ah, and then other times he'll turn around and he'll say to me, gosh, I'm so grateful it's you and I'm so grateful that you constantly keep me on my toes to rise Mm. and to grow and to evolve and he's like, that's what I love about you is, you know, there's no resting on your laurels in our relationship. It's like constant evolution and growth and um, it's, it's really beautiful to hold hands with him and I'm actually staring at a photo. I've got a photo behind my computer right now and it's us on the stage at Salt Lake receiving our blue diamond. Um, That was there last year. Yeah, and it's the most beautiful, you know, A4, sorry, A5 image of us and it's it's us holding hands and I'm staring at it right now and that's what we do. We're a team, we're a partnership and we're committed to going through this journey, holding hands and supporting each other as best as we can. And I love, yeah, being his rock and being his support and helping him shine. And uh, it's a pretty fun journey, but that doesn't mean it's always rainbows and butterflies. Um, there's There's been definitely times in our relationship where we've felt so incredibly stretched and mm. like you're in that washing machine of spiritual growth and you have no idea what is up or down or and you like where the hell is the light where the hell is the the door to get out of here we have definitely had moments like those but one of the mantras that literally is one of my favorite mantras of all times that I use so often is this too shall pass And whenever I am, you know, going through an uncomfortable growth spurt or feel like I'm in that spiritual washing machine or even just things like the other day I was meditating, I was doing this sound bowl healing meditation and I'm sitting there and we didn't have any lower back support and I was sitting on um, like timber floors and you know when your legs go numb but it's like painfully numb and you can't feel them and you've got pins and needles and I just started going, this too shall pass, this too shall pass. So I use this mantra in Mm. all areas of my life and it's one of the most powerful mantras that I, I think I have in my little toolkit. For sure. What would you say to a woman who doesn't have a Nick or in my case, a James, who's willing to do the work, who's willing to step up after they've been challenged and in the moment of challenge, realize that this is just a growth spurt Mm -hmm. that they're experiencing. What would you say to the woman whose man shuns them? or turns around and says, you know what, F you, I don't want any part of this, or puts up a huge fight and starts a row that lasts for days. Mm. How do we work with that? Mm. There's a few things that you can do. I get this question a lot. There's a few things you can do. I feel like one of the first things you can do is sit down and practice CCC, that crystal clear communication. Mm -hmm. And what Mm -hmm. that looks like is not standing in the kitchen 
yelling at each other. That's not CCC. CCC is sitting down on the couch with zero distractions. The TV's not on. The phones aren't in sight. The kids aren't around. And you have created some space for you two to just talk and express. And what happens when we do this is we speak from our heart. So we get out of our head and we usually start, well, what I like everybody to do is start with, I feel, I feel really hurt um, right now because I tried to express something to you that is really meaningful to me and, and you received it this way and that hurt my feelings or whatever it is. So I feel like one of the best things that you can do is we, we call it a little love bubble. So you create a love bubble where, um, like I said before, whether it's in the bedroom or on the couch, you've created some space where you're in a sacred container and there's no distractions and it's just you two. You can go into nature, you can do whatever you want, but it's really important that there's no distractions and it's just you guys. And you speak one at a time. So, you know, I might start speaking and the other person is not to interrupt. Like you can say, just may I please just speak. And um, Mm. then what I have found really helpful is I finish by saying I'm finished. And then Nick or the other person might say something like, um, okay, so what I'm hearing is, or thank you for sharing. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. Nick will just say, thank you for sharing. And then he gets to talk and I don't interrupt. And it's really your goal is to not interrupt the other person. So this is what crystal clear communication is all about. So I really would encourage everybody to practice this with their partner first. And I didn't model this off my parents, by the way, this wasn't the schooling that I learned. This wasn't, I had to learn this. I had to reprogram what I witnessed growing up and because what I witnessed was not working for me. So I had to reprogram that. <laughs> and I have. <laughs> what I witnessed was not the three C's. Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> so I had to work out how to communicate. Like I had no idea. And we're not taught this right. in school. And it has definitely evolved. Um, over our marriage as well. But this is where we're at now. And this is what's really alive and thriving for us, which is is beautiful to witness. And so we practice mm. this little love bubble where we, we, we create a love bubble where we practice CCC. And then, you know, sometimes we might be there for an hour and sometimes it's longer. I remember one time we were, we were in the bedroom for like three hours, just like working through this stuff. Like, okay, how are we going to move through this? And what's, what's the solution here? And it, we got to a resolution and by the end of it, we're kissing and hugging and making out and it was beautiful. So I feel like the first place to start is to create a little safe container. You don't have to call it a love bubble to your partner. Like you can just, you know, put the phones and the TV and things off and make sure the kids are looked after and create a little safe right. container where you guys can just express freely from your heart. And it's really important that in that container, we always start with, I feel, not you made me feel like this and you do this. No, we want, we don't, we don't want to blame. We want to just express how we're feeling, not blame right. the other person. Otherwise, if you start the conversation with that, it's just going to end up you know, headbutting each other. So that's right. 
the best place to start. And then if Mm. the other person doesn't receive that or is just point blank, not interested, closed off, you know, maybe verbally abusive or whatever, and there's no opening, like they are just point blank, not interested, you know, I would then ask myself, am I willing to be in this space? Like, is this good enough for me? Is this okay? Am I okay with this? And you've got one or two options. You either stay and accept it or you move on. And I believe that every relationship, you have a soul contract. Like your your souls have come together for a particular reason. Like I know with all of my past relationships, we came together for a particular reason to move through this and to heal that. And then our time was over together and we were able to mm. move on. So nothing is a failure. Nothing is a mistake. They're all like growth steps. You're walking up the growth ladder. Um, And I think that's really important because I don't want anyone to feel like their past relationships are failures or mistakes because they're not. You're just growing. You're walking up that growth ladder. And I think it's really important, male or female, to sit and go, okay, can I fully accept this situation as it is and if the answer is yes well then okay you've got to work on that acceptance within yourself when the if the answer is no then you need to put in you need to put in play what needs to happen for you to you know uncouple as consciously as you possibly can and with as much ease and grace as you possibly can it doesn't have to be tumultuous if if you both agree, you know, I've got um, one of my friends at the moment who is uncoupling with her husband. They have two daughters together and uh, they were together for 15 years. And it is beautiful to witness their uncoupling. It is yeah. absolutely beautiful. Like I said to her the other day, honey, I'm, I am so inspired by the way that you are both doing this, but that's because they both made an agreement to do this consciously and they were both awake people and they wanted to do it with as much ease and grace as possible. And, you know, don't get me wrong, there's been tears and there's been anger and frustration and all of the emotions, but there's a deep underlying commitment to themselves, to each other and to their daughters that they want to do this with as much grace as they can. And I feel like that is a new paradigm and it's incredibly inspiring and it would be so beautiful if we had more models of that out in the world that we could see, you know? I agree. I totally agree. I'm pretty proud of the way I've done that too. And now as time has gone on, Jonah's dad and I are really very, very close. We support each other tremendously. He's here all the time, eating all my chocolate and <laughs> sleeping here when I'm away and best friends with James. So, yeah, I, I respect that greatly. Healthy is liberating. It has to be one of the most bright beacons for us right now that we don't have to be ashamed to be healthy there, there are these two very divergent movements I've seen now 
where we're sort of being ridiculed for focusing on wellness, for focusing on well-being. And I don't actually care because I know that's just a form of insecurity coming through as negativity. But I would love to hear even briefly your, there was some healing crisis and journey that you've been through in order to get you to this such a vibrant radiance that you have. Um, any Anything that you could share with us by way of inspiration would be, I think, incredibly helpful to, to the listener. Mm. Yes. Well, I just wanted to firstly say that without our health, we can't do the things that we want to do in life. We can't do the work. We can't help others. We can't be the best mum. We can't, you know, be of service to others when we don't have our own health. You're physically, like if you're in bed unwell, then you can't do the things that you want to do. You can't show up as the best version of yourself. And I know what that is like because in 2010, I actually hit rock bottom and ended up in hospital with my health completely taken away from me. And up until that moment, until 2010, I trashed my body. I polluted it with absolute junk food, drugs, alcohol, and, you know, no lack of sleep and surrounding myself with toxic people and toxic products. So I just polluted my temple until that moment. And then I ended up in hospital with a whole host of health issues. And the week that I was in hospital um, on antibiotics, antivirals, morphine, all this stuff for an entire week, I had um, my immune system completely shut down. I had adrenal fatigue, thyroid issues, chronic fatigue. I had a fried nervous system. My whole body was just shot. And I couldn't believe, like I was here, I was in hospital. I was like, what the hell? How did this happen? And on top of it, because my immune system was so low, I got the cold sore virus and I had never had a cold sore before in my life. And so I had them all over my face. In, no. my, in my mouth and down my throat and no. I couldn't eat, I couldn't talk, I couldn't even open my mouth which is why I was on a drip and so and I was on the morphine for the pain and then I was on antibiotics and antivirals for an entire week while I was in hospital and it's literally like the universe was slapped this across my face, literally on my face for me to stop and look at the way that I was living my life and the way that I was treating my temple. And it was like, Melissa, okay, we tried to give you warning signs and you're not listening. So we're going to have to hit you with the semi-trailer so that you will actually listen. And it was huge, absolutely huge. How old were you? I was 24. Yeah. And it was such a challenging time in my life. So on top of that, I just moved home from living in London 
and I was away for three years. I danced at the Moulin Rouge in Paris for a year and then I went to London for two years and I'd just moved home. The boyfriend I was just seeing dumped me. All of my friends um, that I had back in Australia, there was two that in particular, they didn't want to be my friend anymore. So they dumped me. I had no money. I was sleeping on my friend's fold out little single hospital bed in her lounge room rent free because I had no money. And then my health was taken away from me. And I was just like, what is this all about? Like, surely this isn't, surely God didn't put us here on earth to suffer like this. And I was dealing with depression and anxiety and an eating disorder. And it was pretty freaking low. It was pretty low. And what I realized um, in that hospital bed Someone gave me a book that changed my life and it was Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life. And I had this light bulb moment in that bed where I had this voice that came to me. I didn't know, this was my intuition, but I didn't know it back then because I didn't know what my intuition was back then. But it was like, if you get healthy and happy again, you'll live a beautiful life. And I was like, okay, I just got to get healthy and happy. I've just got to get healthy and happy again. And so I went on and my health became my number one goal. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew I needed to get well again. And I was unapologetic about that. And I also realized on this journey that I had zero self-love and health is self-love. You know, we, when we have zero self-love, that's when we want to sabotage with the tub of ice cream and the drugs and the alcohol and things like that. And I found for me that the more I started to work on my self-love and really um, cultivate a beautiful relationship with myself that I'd neglected for so many years, that I automatically wanted to nourish my body, like it came hand in hand. So I kept on focusing on the self-love and then the nourishment and the self-love and the nourishment. And I got to a point where, you know, this was so many years ago when people, you know, you were talking about self-love and self-care and people like, oh, that's so woo-woo and that's so selfish, you know, like so selfish. But I just was unapologetic about it. And because I started to feel so much better, I started to feel well and I started to feel happy and content in my own skin. And so I truly believe that health is liberating and we have to be unapologetic about our self-love and our self-care, it has to be at the top of your to-do list or the top of your priority list. Because if you don't do that, like I said before, you can't show up as the best mama or the best leader or the best boss or the best colleague when you don't have that. And I realized that and I just made it my mission to put that self-care, that self-love and my health at the top of my priority list. And it's still there. So beautiful. What a story. Had you had Melissa oil at the time? I know. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening and you get a bunch of cold sores, keep Melissa oil near you. That is the key. I know. It's the oil of life. My girl, I didn't know that. I didn't know any of this. I know. It was huge, huge. Yeah. 
Well, I'm happy to know you on the other side of that. Mm. Yeah. Your forties are going to be killer, dude. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> oh my God. It's only getting better. Oh, yeah. And, and so many people, like I'm 33 now. And when yeah. I went into my thirties, like so many people were like, are you scared about turning 30? Oh my God. And I was like, oh my, oh my God. God. I was like, no way. Like I am so content and so proud of the person that I have become. And I'm so grateful that I hit rock bottom when I was 24 because who knows where I, I may be still trashing my body and a struggling dancer and actress if, you know, and, and dating men that treated me like a doormat. Like that may have been yeah. my path if I didn't hit rock bottom. And I'm so grateful that I did at 24 because it's put me on this journey and forced me to go inward and dive head first into the personal development world. And I, I, I love it. It's so fun. <laughs> we all benefit from your bravery and sharing it. So thank you. Mm. We all benefit. The third aspect of your message, wealthy isn't a dirty word, is something that it took me many years to really wrap my head around. And, you know, I listened, I've listened to many of your episodes, but the one that I listened to, I'm not kidding you, I think I texted you like four times, was the episode with Seth Godin. Oh, yes. Dude, it completely turned me around and I was already fully committed. I was already presidential diamond. There wasn't a question as to whether or not I was going to be in this business of network marketing, AKA multi-level marketing or direct marketing. But boy, listening to that episode when he taught us how marketing in its purest form is actually the way that we can share what will help broadly changed my whole life. It shifted all the ways in which I talk about the, the work that we do, the oils that we share, the, the benefits that they bring. And it made me a lot more comfortable doing what we do. It was only a few weeks later that I actually met him. We were both uh, at a conference here in New York and I saw him backstage and I, I thanked him up and down and we had a really nice chat. But I wanted to say you're questions during that episode, if you're listening to this, go to the Melissa Ambrosini show, melissaambrosini.com slash podcast, and look at the episode with Seth Godin. It was just so good, especially if you have a business of your own, whether it's doTERRA or not, it's solid. So much good wisdom in there. What do you feel like uh, you've learned the most on your road to becoming Blue Diamond, which is a substantial influence in your community. Mm, I have learned so much, but I think one of the most beautiful things where I've had like a visceral experience with is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how freaking good it feels to be able to give and what I mean by that is like Nick's parents are retired and being able to support them and being able to 
support my parents and give back to them the way that they have given to us so beautifully through our journey has been so epic to experience so epic and then just other things like being able to treat our team to beautiful things you know being able to do that and watch their lives change as well so being able to give in that capacity has been so rewarding and just it's not about me it's not about us it just feels so good and I know you know what I'm talking about like it feels so good and especially with our families like Nick's parents and and my parents they're not my parents aren't retired yet but Nick's parents are retired and being able to just give to them in that way is just so beautiful good for you Wealthy is not a dirty word. You get, and then I mean, and then you get to do things like all the co-impact sourcing stuff. And you know, Nick went to Nepal last year, and you know, gets to build the schools and the hospitals. And um, he actually started a foundation called Clean Air Nepal with one of our um, Australian presidential diamonds, uh, Rob Reed. So Kim and Rob Reed, who are here in Australia, oh, nice. yeah. So Rob and Nick, who both went on this trip, um, saw in Nepal that you know there was families of six people living in these tiny square boxes and because it gets so cold there they were having to burn the fire and all of that coal uh, was making them really sick and so if they installed these metal stoves which were about a hundred US dollars to install a metal stove so that um, they could not have the fumes coming back into their home and they would go out. Um, That was extending the life of each person in that home by 10 years. And so they have installed, I think, maybe close to 100 metal stoves now and it's called Can Clean Air Nepal and uh, this is another thing that we get to do and and also on that trip you know um, Nick got to meet a lot of the young Nepalese girls and myself and him have been able to fund three of those girls all the way through primary school and high school and university and we've paid for their board their education because um, they were in the lowest caste and there's different caste systems in Nepal and because they were in the lowest caste they would have been cleaners or something like that and because we can now pay to send them to university like that is just that's just one of the most beautiful things that we've been able to do and then all the other things that that doTERRA do as well you know with um underground railroad and then the educating on the menstruation and all of that stuff like it's just incredible to be part of yeah wow I'm really proud of you for doing that it gives me a few ideas of what's possible Mm. oh totally on a more granular level, I'm I'm very appreciative. We're we're doing a raise right now for Girls on Fire leaders. They basically train leadership skills to girls in the two most egregious slums in Kibera and Kenya, and feels so good. But yeah, why don't why don't I just get in there and 
and support one, two, mm. three of the yeah. girls going straight yeah, through. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really, really good idea. Yes. And I also wanted to talk about, and I think this is really relevant for those of us who have a business, and then we'll move on to the three questions that I ask every guest and we'll wrap. Your investment in yourself, in your mindset, in your business, in your website, this is a substantial investment that you've made. I know because I'm making a similar investment over the last several years, and so I know what it costs to make things feel and look so close to your heart space as they do virtually. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about that investment. Who teaches you about mindset? How, how lovely is it to be able to invest in yourself and how you are present virtually and to see the benefits and the return on that investment? I, I feel very strongly that you're a great example of this. Mm, thank you. Yes, I like I said I I used to invest in in nice dresses and drugs and alcohol and partying. That was where my money went in before 24. That's where my money went. And now, yeah, all of my investment goes back into myself and my business and you know, I'm constantly doing the work on myself, you know, all the time, my body, my mind, I'm seeing healers and therapists and constantly wanting to fine tune. It's like going to the gym. You know, you don't just do yoga once. You go, you do yoga every day. And this, we have to nurture and invest this time and this energy into ourselves so we can show up as the best us. Mm. And, and same with our business, you know, a lot go straight back in whatever what we make we go straight back in you know into totally. um editing and graphics and marketing and all that sort of thing it goes back in it's it's a worthy investment and i you know i want like you said i want everything i do to be a reflection of my heart and yeah we try and do yeah. that as best as we can but you know, someone said to me the other day, they they messaged me on Instagram and they said, oh, I really want to do this course, but it's so expensive and I don't know if it's worth it. And I was just thinking, I was like, you are worth it. Like if your heart wants to do something, like there's no amount that you can put on that, on your health, on your development. The best money I've ever spent is on my personal development on courses, on programs, on books, you know, on audiobooks, on webinars, like all those sorts of things. Like I've never thought, oh, that was a waste of money. You know, I've, I've always learned something mm. from those investments. And yeah, whether you take away one thing or you take away five things, you're going to get something out of it. And I and I really want to encourage people to, yeah, just look where you are spending your money. Look where you are. You know, we vote with our dollar and something I'm really passionate about is conscious consumerism and voting with our dollar. That's why I love, I, I'm happy to spend my money in, at doTERRA because I know that 
that money is going to those farmers and that money is going to um, freeing children from child sex slavery and, you know, building schools, schools and hospitals and things like that. So I feel really good about that. But there's a lot of corporations out there that if you actually looked into their ethos and their values, you would not want to be handing over your money to them. And this is why it's so important. We know where we're investing our money and we become conscious consumer consumers. And remember that you vote with your dollar every time that you spend money on something, you're saying that you believe in that and that you value that and that aligns with your core values. Um, so that's been really big for me as well. And yeah, I just think investing in yourself and your growth is one of the best places to invest your time and your money. I agree. Thank you for that. That will really help and resonate with a lot of the folks who are going to be listening to this. So thank you for adding that. We ask three questions of each guest. And the first is, what in your life uh, needs some healing right now? Hmm. I find that these answers are helpful to the listener because she or he is also, you know, going through something in some way. And usually the answers really help. Hmm. Well, right now, my husband spends a bit of time in Sydney, which is where we are in the Sunshine Coast. So we have a house in the Sunshine Coast and we have a house in Sydney And because his son lives in Sydney mm. and it's about an hour and a half flight away, about, yeah, about an hour and a half. Right. Um, he arrives today, which is so exciting. So he usually yes. goes there for just under two weeks and then he comes here for two weeks. This is during the school term and then – and then Leo will come up here on the school holidays. And so what needs some love right now is sometimes I feel like my little girl gets a little bit sad that he's not here. Yeah, my little girl's like almost like a little bit sooky, like <laughs> – like a little, no. yeah, like a little bit sooky and um, not in a needy way, but more just like, why can't we be together right now? And she needs a little bit of love right now. And even though he's coming today, but yeah, it's usually toward the end of his trip where she feels a little bit sad and yeah, but like the first week, I'm like, this is amazing. I've got like I can I can sleep yeah. in the big bed by myself. <laughs> but then like after that diagonally. <laughs> but after the novelty of that that has worn off, I'm like, oh my heart. Like right. I just yeah, and I notice I I want to um yeah, I just really feel like I need to give her a lot of love and attention yeah. in that time. Um there's a sweet sort of dividing line between alone time and together time that we're all riding as grown adults now, particularly if we're in a second committed relationship. So I appreciate that too. Mm, I get it. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, I was just going to say as well, like I was listening to a beautiful podcast with Rich Roll and Julie Pyatt, his wife, 
oh, they're just the most divine couple. And she's talking about blended families and her her take on it is just so beautiful. And, you know, she's saying in these blended families, it's a lot more common these days. And my parents are still together Mm. and Nick's parents are still together. So I didn't grow up in a blended family. So I'm kind of learning along the way how we do this like how how do we do it and the time apart and then the time together and yeah it's I'm just learning as well along the journey yeah and what's your favorite view Mm. like and you could take this in any direction well as you said that I immediately thought of the view out my office window right here which is just overlooking the water and it's so beautiful Um, for me nature is just my soul medicine and it Mm. makes me so happy and one of the things that I say I'm grateful for every day is mother nature I am just in awe of her effortless beauty and I I just yeah my eyes can't quite cope with the beauty that is around here Bless you and that. That is a very lucky thing. Yes. Good for you. And what does prayer mean to you? Third question. Prayer has definitely evolved for me over the years. I grew up in a very Catholic Italian family where we Mm. were forced to get on our knees and pray for God's forgiveness and and right. confess our sins. And, you know, when my dad or the priest used to say this, I'm like, what sins? Like I haven't done anything. Like <laughs> I remember thinking, but what did I, like I was like scratching my head thinking, well, I may have taken that doll off my sister, but like, you know, I just didn't get it. And so that was what prayer was to me growing up. And I think prayer now is a connection with my higher self and I pray every time I meditate at the end of my meditation and it's yeah it's a connection it's a moment to connect with my higher self and to remember who I truly am beautiful yeah do you have a daily practice I do so I practice um, Vedic meditation So I do the 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon. And I have been doing Mm. that for seven years. Nice. And I love it. And it's very rare that I will miss one. It is for me, like I said before, I dealt with a lot of anxiety, insomnia, panic attacks, depression. Um, And for me, that regular practice of sitting and coming home to myself has been just soul medicine for me and I love it so much and it doesn't mean I'm always skipping and jumping and hopping to my meditation cushion like there's some days where I'm like do I have to but you know Mm. you never regret a medi ever Never. Never. You never go, oh, that was such a waste of time or I wish I didn't never, do that. Never, ever, ever, ever. Never. So my husband is like always says to me, you never 
you never regret a um, dive in the ocean because sometimes I'm like, it's too cold. I don't want to get in. And he's like, you'll never regret it. And I'm like, you're right. And then you dive in and you're like, oh, heaven. And that's how I feel about meditation. Hmm. I think there's one other thing that I wanted to point out that you said it was in your site. I've looked at your site many times. It's very inspiring to me. Again, for you listening, melissaambrosini.com. Way at the end of your Get Started page, for the people who are considering joining your team, you say, still don't think network marketing is for you. And you do this very elegant description of how anytime you share your you know, yoga pants or a stone or you know, some other show that you're watching, you are engaging in network marketing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You just might not be getting paid for it. So it took the sort of, I don't know, there was such a connotation, a negative connotation around it for so long and me misunderstanding the nature of it. And, you know, yet again, I would just like to say thank you because it makes it very clear to us, those of us who are in this work, that indeed it's something that we've been doing for all our lives. Anytime we share something we love, we're creating a network with whom we're sharing it. Mm. So why should we be worried about doing network marketing as an actual business that creates for us residual income well into the future? Exactly. And this is what we say to our team all the time. Mm. And we've got the most beautiful team all over the world. Like, over 7,000 people. And, you know, I say to them all the time, every time you say, hey, have you seen that Netflix series Chef's Table? That's network yeah. marketing, except you don't get, you don't get paid for it. So imagine telling people about Chef's Table and then you get rewarded for it. And then they tell someone and then you get rewarded for that as well. Like it, that's how we explain it. And so yeah. When when I understood that, I was like, oh, you're right. We are yeah. all doing word of mouth marketing all day, every day. You know, the amount of all people the that the amount of people that ask me, where are your tights from? Where's that top from? Like it's one of the <laughs> I wish I got paid right. for all of the right. clothes that I wear on Instagram and and yes. all of the times people ask me about the clothes that I'm wearing. I'm like, oh, that'd be good. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, I really, I really appreciated that. I think it, it helps to clarify for so many people that this is exactly where we should be. And it is the wave of the future because we have to continue to share and build networks and community. Otherwise, we are going to be lost in this technological insanity. Mm. So thank you for that too. Mm, pleasure. Thank you. My hero, our time together has come to a close and I'm just so grateful for your time this morning for you, my evening. And um, I look forward to more learning more from you and with you and growing together. Thank you so much. Mm, thank you so much, beautiful lady. Mm. And I'm so grateful for our paths to have crossed and uh, for the beautiful episode you did on my podcast. So everyone must go and listen to that one because it's absolutely brilliant. And I'm just so grateful that I get to call you my sister and we get to walk 
hand in hand Mm. alongside each other on this journey. You're just such a beautiful person. And I also wanted to say the way that you guys do co-parent is very inspiring as well. Mm. And like I was saying before, we need more examples and models of that. So thank you for being such a light and just you. You're, You're beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That means the world. I can't wait to see you soon. Thank you so much, Melissa. Pleasure. Thank you, darling. Bye. Thank you, AG1, for sponsoring the Practice You podcast. My listener, you've been hearing me talk about AG1 for some time. I think I've been taking it daily for almost three years. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in one scoop in the morning. The best way to start your day supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and longevity, the conversation of the moment. The taste is delicious. It's suitable whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar. No nonsense in here at all. It's a multivitamin that your body will actually absorb. If you are wanting to make an investment in your health and longevity, AG1 costs you less than $3 a day, far less expensive, and definitely less time-consuming than many different supplements. Reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient, delicious daily nutrition. And since you listen to the Practice You podcast, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and 5 free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Elena. Once again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash E-L-E-N-A. Take ownership of your health, my listener. And thank you, Athletic Greens and AG1.